today my responsibility is to share the last psalm of Psalm of Ascent. So before I start my um, message, I just want to give you a small summary of what we have learned so far. Psalm of Ascent. It is a, 50, a set of 15 chapters in the Psalm. So I'm going to just read out because I'd, I'm not very good in technology, so there's no PowerPoint here. But I'm just reading out what we have gone through. It starts from Psalm 120. 120. So the first Psalm 120, we learned about troubled with living in a land, <coughs> sorry, dark with God's absence. 121, we learned trusting in God's protection. 122, we learned thankful for fellow travelers to God's house. 123, we learned transfixed by God's grace. Psalm 124, we learned transformed by God's deliverance. Psalm 125, we learned trekking onwards in God's presence. 126, we learn transported in joy for God's deeds. 127, we learned transcending labor by God's gift. 128, treasuring God's blessing. 129, trading persecution for God's justice. 130, transfused by God's forgiveness. 131, tranquilized by God's hope. 32, triumphant in God's promises. Now, we are ending up with 133 and 134. 133 is treated to the unity of God's people. And 34 says, tracking God's blessing. So, it's a 15 chapters, a series of 15 chapters help us to know uh, what is the... Uh, Psalm of Ascent. So today we look into Psalm 133 and Psalm 134, which we know that it gives attention to the unity. When we read Psalm 133 here, Barbara was reading, and it says about unity. So Psalm 132 we can see David bringing the Ark of Covenant to Zion. And 33 pictures God bringing blessings to Zion. And 34 reveals that from Zion, God blesses the pilgrims. So 133 is like a, 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 a water on a porched ground. It's, like, it's a psalm of a is like a water on the poached ground. Sorry, my English, if you don't understand, please forgive me, my <laughs> accent. Okay. Um, here it says that God calls us to be in unity. The first verse itself, it says that how good and pleasant it is when brothers come together in unity. So the unity is the main subject and the theme of Psalm 133. I just want to uh, share that 
Unity is not just when brothers, when we say brothers, it's not just uh, blood relations. It's just people join in God's grace. So the Sam calls people to worship God. Uh, let me go into what one thing that says. I'm sorry, I'm a bit nervous. <laughs> um, it says about two liquid in this psalm. One is oil and one is dew. Or the liquid flows down. In the same way, only liquid can flow down. In the same way, here we say, let's look into the precious oil here. It's fragrant. It's used to consecrate the uh, priest. So also there's a priestly name written there, Aaron. So Aaron was anointed by Moses for, um, to be a priest. And when we read Leviticus chapter 8 verse 12, there we can see that Moses anointed Aaron with oil on his head. Again, when we read, when we go to uh, for Samuel, we can see that David was anointed by Samuel to be a king. So the anointing of God is upon us because we are also known as the royal priesthood. According to First Peter, we are the royal priesthood. So the anointing of oil should be upon us. It should flow through us. Because when we read that verse, it says it's flowed through the beard and through the collar and down. So the anointing should flow through us and to the church and to the people living around us. So that is what God wants us to be in our life. So this oil is fragrant. It's refreshing. And the fragrance of that oil should reach to the people nearby. So when we are anointed with the oil from above, then the people who stay around us, live around us, the people who are in the church, or which wherever we are involved with, wherever we are kept to work with, so the oil, the fragrance of that oil should be flowing through our lives to them then they can see who God is through our lives. We also see the second thing is dew of Hermon. I don't know whether I pronounce the right way. Hermon. Hermon Mount Hermon is um, far north of Jerusalem, which is also known as Mount Zion. So it has, it flows through the Hermon. The dew flows, flows through that mountain because it has a share of heavy rainfall and snow. It's like a dry country or a dry land. Always the people who stay in that land always look to the place where the water comes from and they can have the oasis. In the same way, God kept us in a place where the anointing and the dew from above flows through us so that it can reach to the dry ground where the people who don't know Christ so that they can be also part of our family. So it should flow through us so that 
people can see the greenish in our lives. Why are we green? Because of the dew that flows from above. So nowadays what we have to do is, God, help me to be a, a, a person who can spread the greenish, spread the oasis among the people around me, and also help me to be a person who can uh, show the anointing through my life to the people around me. Let's pray in that way. I just want to um, share a little bit about the eight steps of biblical unity, which is from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 to 15. According to me, I found out eight steps. Maybe when you read, you can find more about more than that. But for me, it's eight steps. And all these eight steps, when you look into Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, all these steps you can see there as fruit of spirit. So all the believers, all the Christians, or people who are attending the churches, or um, say that accepted Jesus Christ should show the fruit of spirit through our lives. That's what God wants us to be. So the first step of unity is humbleness. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 2, you can see humbleness. Humbleness is one of the main character that we need when we, uh, when we are in, in the church when, to show the unity. What is the meaning of humbleness? When we read in James chapter 4 verse 10, it says, Humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. So humbleness should be one of the character to bring unity in the church, in the family, in the places we live around. And also, Philippians chapter 2 verse 14, it says, Do nothing from selfish ambition, but in humility count others greater than yourselves. So humility is counting other person greater than yourself. Sometimes it's very difficult to say that because we cannot find a person who is greater than us. But, <laughs> but our lives should be in that to say that, okay, I am nothing much more than the other person next to me. He is greater than me or she is greater than me. So that is humbleness. Next comes gentleness. When comes gentleness, I have a biblical definition for gentleness. That is, want to help others even when they have been done wrong. If they have done wrong also, I want to help others. Example I can bring you from John chapter 8. When people caught a woman with adulteress, she was brought to Jesus. She was stoned and she was brought to Jesus. And when Jesus was there, Jesus started writing, and then one, one by one, they all left that place. At last, two of them were left, only Jesus and this lady. And then Jesus said, go and sin no more. Out of his gentleness, he, gave, he forgave that lady. So gentleness can also produce forgiveness. So Jesus forgave 
that lady so that she could live a good life in her uh, in in the coming days so for me gentleness is like forgiving others gentleness is like if someone if you know that someone has done wrong to you and then go to them and be gentle to them third one is be patient that's very difficult for us for me except uh, i can say be patient is <laughs> very difficult i can say in india we used to say that um like jokingly we used to say if you want to learn patience you have to be in the bus station or in the train station or waiting for a doctor because they'll never come on time <laughs> so that is the one way we jokingly say to learn patience because patience is also one of the important thing and and i said it before it's all the fruit of the spirit when we call ourselves as christ our christians when we call ourselves as believers when we call ourselves as the children of god then all the fruit of the spirit should be produced from through us so patience is also one of the important thing to bring unity in the church psalms 37 verse 7 to 9 it says be still before the lord and wait patiently for him god says patiently for him that's very difficult as christians sometimes for me like uh, those who know me very personally know that because for me patience is very difficult because if i want to do something it should be done i don't want to wait for long time to get the answer you know <laughs> sherry is smiling so i don't want to wait for long time to get the answer because i just want to see everything happening right away patience is one of the things that we are lacking in our uh growing in the church or maybe unity in the church or in the family the definition i found out for patience is that the ability to endure difficult pe- difficult people and situations without giving into anger or giving up hope so to endure with the people with the difficult people and be with <laughs> be with them and the difficult situations that we cannot give up hope because people who are in ministry sometimes feels that me and uh, janadan we used to go every saturday to nanitan town center for evangelism sometimes it really frustrating it's disappointing because the first day when we went we saw people coming and hearing the gospel and you know we were very happy the second week onwards when we went we couldn't find anyone the third week again we didn't find anyone so we both of us when we sit together pray we say okay let's wait patiently for god to work out but inside our heart i don't know how much patience i have or sometimes i may give up i just think like oh lord i do i need to give up that you know but yesterday night when i was preparing i didn't prepare this this i prepared yesterday night actually before that when i was preparing my message when i read yesterday in the evening i couldn't 
find out anything. I was totally blank. I don't know what I had prepared. What message is this? And I thought of calling John and said, John, I won't be able to give the message tomorrow because I don't know what's going to happen. But uh, again, God spoke to me from Psalms 37, says that, be still and before the Lord and wait patiently. Then in the night, I prepared again my message. That's how I could deliver the message today. I know it is not very, you know, uh, explainable or, you know, there is not a big explanation in that. But still, I can say that at least this much God helped me to do it. <laughs> the, the next one is forbearance. Bearing with one another in love. That is also very difficult. Sometimes if a person is going through a very difficult time, to bear that pain with that person is quite difficult. Like, you know, that is also, if that can be done, that brings unity in the church, in the family, and that can be connected to the patients. The next one is work hard for peace. Romans 14, 19 says, seek peace. Uh, Matthew 5, 9 says, peacemakers are blessed. So the definition I find out for peace is that peace has a right relationship with God. If you have a right relationship with God, we can have peace with God. If you have a right relationship with God, we can have peace in our family in our community, in our church, and that brings unity. You know, it's all like a puzzle, actually. You know, hundreds of puzzles, and we put together, and it becomes a good picture. The beauty of that picture comes when it comes joins together. It's like that. When all the people come together in unity, that brings a big picture of, you know, a church which we are going to have it in, the, in heaven with God. You know, and that brings a big uh, changes in each one of our lives. Celebrate each other's unique gifts. We, all of us have different gifts. According to Ephesians, God has given us different gifts. No one can say that I am born without any gift. No one can say that because everyone have certain gifts. Sometimes we don't find what gifting we have. But we all have different gifts. When all these gifts come together in a church, that brings the beauty of the church. That brings the unity of the church. Some have... Uh, uh, I don't want to explain which gifts we have, but the gifts we have bring together and let's celebrate others gifting together in the church so that we will be able to proclaim God's name and show who God is through our church. And that is the beauty of the church. Follow those with leadership gifts. We have leadership gifts. Many of them have leadership gifts. But what we have to do is to follow that. My DTS in YWAM, when I joined YWAM in 1994, uh, I had to go uh, we had to do DTS, so me and my husband, we just uh, went there. It was from my state, southern part of India to the northern part of India. And for me, first time, going out from my state 
and then in this campus with a lot of other cultures, you know, and to uh, know about their culture and the way of living and everything. It's very shock, cultural shock for me. And the second cultural shock was happened with me is that my DTS leaders were very younger to me. I was 25, my husband was 30, and the leaders for us was 18, 19, 20. <laughs> and for me, it was very difficult going from an Orthodox Pentecostal family to a place where there's having a different cultures and, you know, into a different place. And being with them, and when the leaders come to me, say, Annie, we'll go this way, we'll do this way, Annie, this is the way. For me, inside my heart, I'll say, you are very small to me. You don't know this world. You know? <laughs> I am much older than you. And that really created a kind of, you know, um, what do you say? Uh, arrogant, yeah, a partition between us. But my husband was not that because he was out from my state for a long time and was mingled with YWAMers long time. So what happened? He know what is it. So he used to tell me, no, we have to, we have to uh, celebrate with them. We have to be submissive to the leadership, even they are younger to you. So one day when I was praying, God said, you have to be submissive to your leadership. You have to take that kind of arrogance and proud from your heart and be submissive to your leadership. That's how I started growing in YWAM. Because when we have the kind of um, keeping the person away from us, of having a, a person next to me may have a leadership gift and if I keep him away from me, that doesn't help me to grow, and that doesn't help the church to grow. So, always encourage or be submissive to the person who have leadership giftings, and that brings unity in the church. The last one, speak the truth in love. We can speak the truth, but not in love. Because sometimes we speak the truth like... Uh, seriously, I'm talking to you like this. But that seriousness comes out of anger or maybe kind of it, it, the, the words turn into a different way. But speak the truth in love. Sam, one, uh, sorry, Sam 15, uh, the second part of that uh, verse says that, two and the second part says that, speak the truth from your heart. If you speak the truth from the heart, it should be lovable. It should come out of love, not out of anger, not out of pride. It should come out of love. So always speak the truth in love. The responsibility of speaking the truth in love is not only a command, but also for the purity of the church. And that brings unity in the church. So, um, what I'm trying to say is that when we come, to, when the verse, when we apply this verse in our life, in our church, how good and pleasant it is when brothers come together in unity, that brings, when, it, when the unity has to come in the church, then we have to follow some of the steps in our life. 
let's think, Lord, are we, am I humble? Am I patient? Am I speaking the truth in love so that my, through me, the church can grow? Through me, my community can see you. Through me, the world can see you. Lord, help me to understand who you are in my life and where am I fallen and help me to rise up from that. When we come to Psalm 134, I give the theme, Blessing and Blessed. This psalm is an evening psalm and also it's a benediction song. Benediction of all the ascent psalms. The all 15 chapters ends here with a benediction. And also, this psalm, one thing I found out from this psalm is like, um, the life that blesses God is a life that blessed by God. The life that blesses God through unity through our character, through our life, and that life will be blessed by God. The whole lives are meant to worship in our thoughts, in every words, in every action. As a Christian, we have to live a life that brings praise and worship to God because we are called to worship God. When we climb on a mountain, when we go for a trucking, we climb at the top and we reach there and we look back and see how far we have reached. We just look back and how long we have climbed, you know, how far we have reached. And Psalm 134 is also the same thing. We now reached at the top. Now please look back and see how far we have come. And to see all the messages that we have heard from John and Nick, am I practicing the same thing? Am I going through that? There were like times of, I mean, stones when you go up to the mountains, but still that helped us to reach up to the top of Sam of Ascent. And now look back and see, where are we? Psalm 134 is also reminds us about the everyday journeying with God. And we have to, we are on a journey. And we are journeying with God every day. According to Psalm 113, verse 3 says, From the rising of the sun to its going down, the name of the Lord is to be praised. We wake up, we go to sleep. From the rising of the sun to the going down, every day we are moving in this world. We are journeying with God and his name to be praised through our life, through our church, and where we are living through our life. The message is called as the stepping stones to God's heart. We have been looking how Sam of us and help us on our journey and we draw closer to God and to have a closer walk with God. I encourage the church, just look back how much we have reached 
where we are right now. Are we lacking in any of these steps? Are we behind this any of the steps which I have shared just now? And if that, wake up. Move forward. It's a stepping stone. Climb up. Once again, when you go back home, just go back to the Sam of Ascent as we going through the Lent time. Go back to the Sam of Ascent and see. And read two or three or four times and see where are we. God help me to bring unity in my church. God help me to grow in you as I move forward in my life. May the Lord bless you.